Hey, what's going on, SG Squared listener? Jason Banzoff here, producer for the Group Talk Network of Podcasts. We're going to be playing some former episodes to give you new content every single week. Some of these may be from the past couple of years, but they are still relevant today. You may hear something about COVID or some other things that may have gone at that time, so don't be worried. We did not go back in time. However, uh, these are going to be great episodes for you to listen to, so make sure you tune in to SG Squared every single week. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Gladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. So for our leadership learning today, Steve, we're talking about humor, and this is in your wheelhouse because you are Mr. Humor. Talk to us about him. Humor gets you in trouble, I have found out. I, the, you know, the larger Saddleback has gotten our HR departments over me on everything I say that comes out of my mouth. And so it actually scares me to death when I'm in some retirement home. You know, when I, I mean, I get in trouble with HR when I'm filtering what I'm doing. Imagine <laughs> me without being filtered. It's just going to be crazy. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, our theme is parties, uh, you know, coming off, you know, some of the biggest parties that happened with Super Bowl parties, wherever you were at. Except Derek. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the different phases and I'm excited about going into a little bit that a little bit deeper. But part of parties is is having fun. Uh, humor is, is a way of life that, that has got to be there. You know, and sometimes, you know, uh, if you're in a room and people think you're like, you're such a big cheese and all that, you know, make fun of yourself because, you know, laugh at yourself and, and be, be comfortable in the skin that you have. You got, we always like to say at Saddleback, part of our leadership learning is we want humor to be around our office. We love to hear laughter, people having fun. Uh, you take God seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. Derek, read read uh, Proverbs 17.22 that we have right here for everyone. Yeah, it says, being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. And you thought it was the, you know, 1.4 billion chicken wings that were, you know, making you unhealthy, but it's because <laughs> you don't laugh and have fun. And so, you know, when you're coming out of this leadership learning, you got to ask yourself the question, how is our, how do we have fun with the people that you're working with, whether they're your, uh, your small group team, uh, volunteer or that, whether it's your church staff or where it's at is like, how is there fun? Is there, is there fun that's happening around there that you want to see happen? So leadership learning, ask yourself, are you having fun? One of the greatest compliments I got is my daughter was, as she's looking at her career and what she wants to do. She goes, dad, you got the perfect job. You get to you get to have fun, and they pay you to do it. <laughs> and you do have fun. Gotta have the fun, baby. Without fun, it's just like wah wah wah. So, listeners, make sure you have fun. Build that into your small group. Build it into your small group ministry. Build it into your leadership structure, and you will last the long haul. On to our trending topic. Uh, this is the part we're most excited about on this show. And today we're talking about small group evangelism through parties. Yeah. Why do we have parties as small groups? Now, why would you want your, your small groups to have parties? So, Derek, just off the top of your head, you, you hate it when I do this all the yes, time. Yes, I do. You do hate that. But why, why do you think par- groups have parties together? 
I think groups have parties to have fun. I think groups have parties to uh, grow in their fellowship, to get to know each other better, and hopefully to reach out to uh, the unchurched around them. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, I, I would say probably most small groups get together. You're right. They want to have fun and fellowship and get to know each other. Uh, I mean, it, I'm just amazed in my own small group. You know, you want perfect attendance, throw a party. Uh, you you, you want to have people making excuses, you know, they will, uh, uh, you start a study and, you know, they go, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know if I can make it, but are you doing dinner and having, you have food there with all that? But let me, well, let me walk through uh, four things of why you should have parties in your small group groups. And, and obviously Derek is hitting on one of the most beautiful ones is you, you want to make memories with each other. Yeah. If you make, when you do anything, I don't care if you go bowling together, uh, we've gone on vacation together with our group, uh, whether you go out to dinner together, whether you celebrate someone's anniversary or, you know, there's, you can celebrate. Any, I remember in our small group, when all of our kids were potty trained, we threw a party. Uh, we we all wet ourselves and you know no we didn't do that but i mean you know we all threw a party with with, with that but that that's one aspect but let me just back up i want to give you four biblical reasons why you should party and so often what happens is the last one Derek talked about can sometimes fall on the ground and we forget to do that but the first thing is god commands it. I mean, did you know the Bible literally is filled with commands for God's children to celebrate, to eat, and to have fun together? The words feast and festival are in the Bible over 700 times. God was specific in setting up parties and holidays for his people, and he commanded it. Did you get that? He commanded it that we should, they should observe every year these special parties and feasts. I mean, he, he was just right there. In addition, the words celebrate and celebration are mentioned over 400 times in the Bible. And in even newer translations, you know, where you get the word party or parties, it's referred to over 239 times. You know, Eventually, God loves to party because the Bible says the angels will have a party every time somebody is saved. I mean, so God loves party. He commands it. He wants us to party and be together. And here's the second thing. Jesus modeled the importance of parties. Now, when you look throughout the New Testament, so often we, we forget these things that Jesus, you know, was, was modeling it throughout the whole New Testament. And you can't read the Gospels long without noticing that Jesus spent a significant amount of time at parties. He was at dinner parties. He was at wedding parties. He was at family parties, uh, even business parties. In fact, Jesus used parties to encourage to heal, to build bridges, to disciple, and to teach. Parties were so much a part of Jesus' ministry. The critics would say this. Derek, do you remember what the, the critics would say? They would say he's a drunk and a glutton. That, that is, man. He would that they would just they would criticize him because he was going to parties and not the synagogue all the time. Now, did, did you know that today? Today, the Pharisees would say he's a party animal. And so often, parties can, can look bad or they can be celebrated for the wrong, wrong thing. So, these, these next two points, I know you're no, no one's like, going, no, I don't believe in partying. But these last two points will bring the, the, the point across to you. It's the third thing. It says, uh, we become whatever we celebrate. And what you celebrate is going to show what is important to your community 
to your small group, to your church overall. You got to do that. I mean, one of the disgusting things I, I ate at the Super Bowl it was I was appalled with the halftime show. The halftime show was literally a a strip tease party. I mean, it was it was culture. Why do you, why do you think I was at Disneyland? Yeah, I know. There you go. Uh, that, so now I'm you win. You, you win. I somebody texted <laughs> someone in our group, and they said, "If you're watching the Super Bowl, you're sinning right now." And I'm like, going, "Oh my gosh, they're telling the truth." And I mean, in a in a moment of Me Too and all these things, I cannot believe the secular world. This you know, well, actually, I can't believe it. But they're celebrating the wrong thing. They were they were celebrating something that's totally meaningless. But the thing thing is is that we we can celebrate different things you know uh you know christians should be celebrating you know the the purpose in life uh how the holy spirit can comfort us fellowshipping together that derek was talking about you know we can celebrate you know god's love and grace our church family forgiveness so many many things you know we have more reasons to party for the right things but so often a church isn't known for that i mean we are literally shutting down our weekend service we're not taking an offering that weekend. Uh, we, we're showing the community that we love them and we appreciate them and we throw a party uh, on behalf of them. So help help think through, you know, we and understand we become what we celebrate. And the last thing is that this is a beautiful thing your small groups can do together is parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know Jesus yet. You know, you know, when you think of that, think through all the opportunities that you have before you with all your small groups to do the simple thing. You know, a calmer word than party might be hospitality. But you want to get to know the people that Jesus loves that are sitting around in your in your neighborhoods, in your sports clubs, in your travel clubs, in, you know, uh, in your businesses, wherever it's at. And use a party to pull them together. Now, here's the great thing. There are comfort in numbers. And when you have your small group, your small group should be able to invite people to a party together. I mean, a classic thing, if you just did the Super Bowl, instead of bringing your small group, you know, bring some neighbors that are in that person's community so they can see Christians that look normal. That they see Christians that, you know, aren't crazy that they see on TV, but you want to be able to do that. I mean, one of the things I remember when my parents, my parents threw parties all the time. I can remember when I was growing up, uh, I was either serving coffee or I was serving drinks. Uh, I learned at a very young age, I could make martinis. I could make a wet martini, a dry martini. I could make, you know, all kinds of different mixed drinks and things like that. And so, and my parents would love just to party. I can remember that we would, uh, you know, so many things weren't known at this time. I mean, like, um, Ice chests and stuff like that weren't as plentiful, I guess, but we they would fill the washing machine up with ice, and that's where all the beers were at. And I, I was told that, you know, go downstairs and, you know, you know, serve three beers to these people and stuff like that. And so I, I was doing all that. But my parents loved to party. And when they got saved, the thing I loved is they kept partying, but always a third of the crowd were their unsaved friends. And that's the beautiful part of with your small group. Your small group does need to party. They need to make memories. They need to do that. But so often we forget that the most powerful part of the community of our small groups is going, let's be intentional with our parties. 
I dare to say how many parties happened around us, how many Super Bowl parties happened, and we didn't think about who could I who could I invite just to to celebrate and enjoy with us. But the great thing is, is that I love at Saddleback is we make up reasons. One of the beautiful things Rick did is, you know, all throughout the 40 years of Saddleback Church is he made up reasons to throw a party. I remember one of ours, it was, uh, and he made it up. I think it was, um, uh, we've done the Saddleback Appreciation of Teachers. We've done it for uh, first responders, but I remember one of the first ones was he did, uh, you know, uh, celebrating uh, Saddleback Valley community. Uh, the, it was just, he just made up a party name and, uh, and he, we invited people to it and we celebrated it. So utilize those things, but understand that, you know, you got to understand God commands it. And more importantly, Jesus modeled it. He did more teaching. I can guarantee, by the way, you're going to have more spiritual conversations with people at a party because they'll want to talk to you about stuff. And then we got to remember that whatever we celebrate, we are. That's what we're, you know, we become what we celebrate. Ask yourself, what are your small groups celebrating? And then the fourth thing is parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know it yet. And so do a party on purpose. In the New Testament, the common thing, people talked about Matthew parties, but we're coming up on so many things where you can do, uh, you can think through every month and create a party. Great insight, Steve. Thanks so much for sharing that. That first uh, point you shared that God commands it, I just want to give praise to God that the word feast is in the Bible over 700 times. I know, man, baby. It's, it's you know. We're, we're gonna we're gonna break from this podcast. We're gonna go to a buffet. You know, I mean, I, I gluttony's probably mentioned like two times in the Bible. So you know, who cares where's about the, that? Where's the nearest Golden Corral? <laughs> Dude, I don't even think we have those in California. And on a serious note, I love point four you shared that parties open the door to share God's love with those who don't know Jesus yet. Quick, super quick testimony. So we've got some neighbors in our neighborhood who are unchurched, and like. Most people, man, we want to reach out to them. We want to show God's love to them. We introduced ourselves when we moved into the neighborhood. We brought them, you know, Christmas cookies one year. We eventually invited them over to our home for dinner. It's a small party. I love it. Yeah, small party. Just kept loving them. But what was so cool is this last Christmas, I think one of the biggest annual parties that Saddleback throws is the Christmas tree lighting. Oh, yeah. And so it's this epic night of the tree lights and there's like, Sometimes live reindeer and trains, so it's an amazing event. And they fly. Yes. <laughs> so it's an amazing event for ki- uh, family with kids. So we told our neighbors, again, who we, who we had been building the relationship with for a couple of years, hey, you want to come join us at this party at our church? It's the Christmas tree lighting, and there's hot chocolate and all this stuff. And they said, of course, we'd love to. That sounds amazing. Long story short, they came, uh, had the time of their lives with their kids, the gospel was presented right before the tree lighting. And so they heard the gospel. They had a blast and we got them on campus. So that's just a cool, quick testimony of how God does use those parties, those uh, opportunities to reach the unchurched. So out of the trending topic, ask yourself this question, how are your small groups partying with purpose? And whether it's individual, whether it's, it's, it's their small group doing it, but start to think through are we always pushing content at them and not even freeing them up to do parties for both making memories, which are very important, fellowship side of it, or, 
you know, reaching the unchurch, which is the evangelism side of it, which opens some amazing doors. And Steve, I think I just got a word from God on your next book title. Planning small group parties with purpose. There we go. It's a very short. <laughs> it's called this podcast. <laughs> so that's your trending topic for today. Hopefully that really encouraged you. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you have an idea for us on an upcoming podcast episode, maybe you have a question you would like to ask Steve, send us an email, grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. I love it, baby. That is grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. And if you're going to be in the Orange County area, as Steve said uh, on our last show, we'd love to have you join us maybe on the podcast. I'd love it. I mean, you know, Eric and I just stubbed our toe. We had a perfect opportunity. We just had the Latin American people in here. And I'm, I'm scouring at him right now for not, you know, bringing, bringing them in here. I'm so looking down. He's looking down. The, the, it's a hiss of shame. But seriously, if you're in the neighborhood, jump on in and we'd love to get you on the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.